next on the 5 o'clock report. Heavy lake snow for much of the time tonight and Friday. This is a snow storm. We saw what happened in 2014. I will not seek re-election to Democratic leadership. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Here it comes. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. Heavy lake snow will fall much of the time tonight and Friday, accompanied by thunder and lightning and blowing and drifting. That's meteorologist Kevin Williams, who's tracking what's shaping up to be a memorable lake effect snow event for much of the listening area. Metro Buffalo's in the bullseye, but Kevin says central New York is getting its fair share of lake effect bands, too. In Oswego and northern Oneida counties, in some parts of adjacent counties, will be shifting north overnight tonight and heading up toward Watertown through the day on Saturday. Fresh accumulations during the nighttime hours tonight, up a few inches in areas well north of the throughway, an inch or less elsewhere. Kevin's complete forecast coming up. So just how much is Metro Buffalo going to get? Meteorologist Mike Psycho weighs in. Possibly around three feet in some areas. I know some of the networks are saying four to six feet. I don't really see that happening. Mayor Byron Brown says take this storm lightly at your own peril. This is a snow storm with potentially deadly consequences if people do not do the right thing. A state of emergency in effect for 11 counties in upstate New York. Governor Kathy Hochul says as predicted snowfall rates will range from two to an almost unheard of four inches an hour. When it's coming down at that rate, it is almost impossible to clear the road to make it safe to travel. So you have to let the snow accumulate. We'll continue our efforts, but it will not be safe for a considerable amount of time. Jackie Bray with the state's emergency services unit is urging drivers to just stay off the road in impacted areas. There will not be a time from 7 p.m. tonight until 7 p.m. tomorrow where it is safe to drive. Visibility will likely be next to zero. And Erie County Executive Mark Polinkar is begging drivers to please err on the side of safety. And we saw what happened in 2014. We saw that the vehicles on the roads got stuck, and there's a lot of those vehicles that should not have been on the roads. Buffalo has closed schools for tomorrow, as have many communities. Commercial vehicles temporarily banned from select railways, including the New York State Thruway. 511ny.org post the most recent updates. They have an app as well. And this breaking news, the Buffalo Bills home game against Cleveland, scheduled for this Sunday in Orchard Park. It's reportedly been moved now to a neutral site, Ford Field in Detroit. Kickoff will still be Sunday at 1 p.m. On to other news now. A changing of the guard coming to Capitol Hill. Longtime Democratic Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi on her way out. With great confidence in our caucus, I will not seek re-election to Democratic leadership in the next Congress. Republicans will be the majority come January, and they're gearing up for some long-awaited inquiries into the goings-on of the Biden administration, accusing President Biden of being involved in his son Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings. The domestic and international scheme that promised access to wealth in a future Biden administration constitute fraud and the president's participation in enriching his family is, in a word, abuse of the highest order. Kentucky lawmaker James Comer. In the Senate, the so-called Respect for Marriage Act, which does for same-sex marriage what Roe did for abortion, is closer to passage, helped along by Republicans. A dozen GOP members voting with Democrats to guarantee a national right to gay marriage. The final vote could happen as soon as tomorrow. Then it's on to the House, where New York Congressman Joe Simpolinski says he'll vote no. The federal government shouldn't really have a role in telling states how they want to handle marriage laws. And I also have constitutional concerns when it comes to religious freedom. 
is this something that the federal government should be legislating on at all? The deal includes protections for religious groups opposed to same-sex unions, but many parachurch organizations argue those protections do not go nearly far enough. Another big issue in Congress, border control. Experts are warning that the decision to end a provision known as Title 42 will further swell the ranks of illegal immigrants streaming into America unchecked. The Trump-era program set to expire December 21st. Now the governor of Texas is fighting back. On Wednesday, Governor Greg Abbott directed Texas DPS to escalate efforts to slow or even stop the flow of migrants invading the U.S. Abbott slammed the president in a letter saying the open border policies left the Lone Star State no choice but to invoke their constitutional authority to defend themselves. He also said Biden's silence in the face of our repeated pleas is deafening and hammered him for his refusal to visit the border and see the chaos firsthand. Ashley Strohmeyer with Fox News. Yesterday, a first busload of illegal immigrants from Texas arrived in Philadelphia, something Philly's mayor Jim Kenney called a political stunt. It is sad and outrageous that Governor Abbott and his administration continue to implement their cruel and racist policies using immigrant families, including children, as pawns to shamelessly push their warped political agenda. South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham says there can be no comprehensive immigration reform until the border is secured. It's just a matter of time a bunch of us get killed because the border's broken and terrorism's on the rise. So here's my message to my Democratic colleagues. There will be no deals on immigration until we secure the border. Ukraine now. An investigation continues into an apparently wayward missile from the Russia-Ukraine conflict that killed two people when it impacted in Poland. We have full confidence in the investigation that Poland is undertaking. Blinken said even if it's ultimately confirmed it was a Ukrainian air defense missile. Whatever its final conclusion, we already know the party ultimately responsible for this tragic incident, Russia. Russian missiles continue to pound targets in Ukraine, particularly the power grid. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says he knows what Russia's up to. President Putin seems to believe that plunging Ukrainians into darkness, cutting off their water, freezing them to death will break their will. Former President George W. Bush's one-time speechwriter has died at age 58. Michael Gerson took on the delicate task of writing the former president's messages to Americans after the September 11th terrorist attacks. Today our nation saw evil the very worst of human nature. And we responded with the best of America. Gerson also wrote op-ed columns for the Washington Post. He died at a Washington hospital. Attention shoppers, Trouble in Toyland. The 37th annual Trouble in Toyland report is out and found you can buy dozens of toys online that have been recalled for safety reasons. I am just astonished and appalled at the numbers of recalled products freely available. Senator Richard Blumenthal says he's shocked at the absence of accountability for what these sites like Facebook Marketplace and e eBay are selling. CBS's Stacey Lynn. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report today, cleaning up a major mess in Southeast PA. Will New York's minimum wage be rising again soon? And sifting through the ashes in Jamestown. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional weather forecast. You know the drill. It's all about lake effect. Here's our call for tonight and tomorrow. Heavy lake snows east of Lake Syria, Ontario. Snowfall amounts a foot or more. Blowing and drifting. Very, very poor travel. Outside of lake effect, it's partly clouded with scattered snow showers. Low tonight, 20s, the high tomorrow, 30s. On Saturday, the lake snows work farther north, only to drop back south again Saturday night and Sunday. Weekend high temperatures, mid-20s to the middle 30s. 
All right. Thank you very much, Kevin. We'll check in again with you in just a little bit. Right now, though, check the stories making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. Cleanup is expected to last all day and into the night after a major gasoline spill in a Bethlehem, PA neighborhood in southeastern Pennsylvania. About a thousand people evacuated after a tanker overturned shortly after 2 a.m. Thursday. Hours later, authorities were working to determine which homes were safe to return to. Roads remained closed in the area. There was about four to seven thousand gallons inside of that tanker. We know that at least three-fourths of that tank had spilled. News 69's Allie Reed. There were about 400 homes that were evacuated at peak here at the middle school. There were about 250 people. That number has since gone down as people are going to local diners, um, potentially hotels, or going to local family members to spend some time with them as they can't get back into their homes for the time being. The Salvation Army and other agencies pitching in to provide food and temporary housing for those who needed it. A federal grand jury has indicted Erie Coke Corporation and a corporate officer for allegedly violating the Clean Air Act. The eight-count indictment brings other charges as well. Your Erie.com reporting that according to that indictment, federal prosecutors allege that in about October 2015 to December 2019, Erie Coke Corporation and 41-year-old Anthony Nearhoof tampered with measurements on heating systems that reportedly emitted contaminants and pollutants into the air, including volatile gases such as benzene, toluene, and xylene. Erie Coke Corporation is permanently closed, but while it was operating, it was regulated by federal and state statutes and regulations, including the Clean Air Act, through the Environmental Protections Agency and the State Department of Environmental Protection. For the first time since 1848, Pennsylvania will have three consecutive terms with a Democratic governor. Outgoing Governor Tom Wolf joined Governor-elect Josh Shapiro yesterday to outline transition plans. For anyone who's willing to take off the red jersey and the blue jersey and just wear the Pennsylvania jersey, well, we want you to know you're welcome to be part of our team. The thing I'm looking forward to most is being a resident of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania under a Shapiro administration. Shapiro received nearly 3 million votes last Tuesday, the most ever for a Pennsylvania gubernatorial candidate. Inauguration day for him, January 17th. The Pennsylvania State Police Bureau of Training and Education says it's expanding opportunities in law enforcement education for kids between 15 and 18 years old. Teens who are interested in a career in law enforcement in the future are encouraged to enroll in that educational opportunity, which showcases the career of a state trooper. Applications being accepted now as that program expands statewide. The Jamestown, New York Fire Department looking into what caused the former Crawford's Furniture Factory to go up in flames yesterday. The fire started around noon Wednesday. Fire Chief Matthew Kuhn says it's one of the biggest blazes he's ever seen. The building did collapse as a result of the fire. And as the incident has progressed along now, we're starting to kind of scale back our operation a bit, uh, try to get in and mop up some hot spots. Kuhn says the building was being used for storage, so there was a lot to burn inside. No injuries reported, but thick black smoke could be seen billowing up from the old furniture factory from several miles away. Potholes are not holes you ever want to run into, but it's prime season for asphalt issues. A new study shows both New York and Pennsylvania rank in the top 10 states for pothole problems. Pennsylvania number 6, New York 10. AAA says the average repair bill associated with a pothole strike is somewhere ahead of $300. And New York state lawmakers pushing another hike in the minimum wage. Yeah, New York has one of the highest minimum wages in the country, but some lawmakers want to boost it to $20 an hour. A proposal introduced by Democrats would increase minimum wage gradually over three years between 2024 and 2026 and would also index minimum wage to inflation. 
business groups like the National Federation of Independent Business says this will hurt small businesses and make the state less affordable to live in for everyone. Jeremy Miller, Family Life News. All right, thank you, Jeremy. Your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. A relatively calm day of trading today, which saw the major indexes and slightly lower. Bath & Body Works beat earnings and saw a massive 25% jump today. Cisco also had better than expected results and gained a modest 4%. Weighing on the markets may have been comments from a Federal Reserve member who said the current interest rate is not restrictive enough. Oil dropped another $4, closing at $82 a barrel. The Dow lost 7 points, the S&P 500 dropped 12, and the Nasdaq climbed most of the way back from earlier losses, closing down 38 points. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at ambassadoradvisors.com. Thank you, Dave. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. With monthly payments now averaging over $700, it begs the question, should you buy or lease your next car? Hi, I'm Rob West with your Money Wise Minute. The advantage of buying a car is obvious. You own it, and you can sell it if you want to. The problem is new and used car prices are really high these days. That's why a lot of folks are considering leasing, but it has clear drawbacks. Payments may be smaller, but leasing comes with mileage restrictions and steep penalties if you go over them. And when the lease is up, the dealer still owns the car. You've accrued zero equity. So even though lease payments may be easier to swallow than those with a car loan, in my book, buying your next car still trumps leasing. Discover the best Christian financial articles, podcasts, and videos by visiting our website, moneywise.org, or by downloading MoneyWise Biblical Finance from your app store. All righty, coming up on the 5 o'clock report, it was the show to watch 50 years ago. Good night, Jim Bob. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. Intense lake snows will be impacting areas east of Lake Syria, Ontario, targeting Buffalo and Watertown tonight and tomorrow. If you do not reside in or are planning to try to travel through lake-affected areas, scattered snow showers should be pretty much the, the rule for most. So here's our call for tonight and tomorrow. Heavy lake snows east of Lake Syria, Ontario. Snowfall amounts a foot or more, flowing and drifting. Very, very poor travel. Outside of lake effect, it's partly clouded with scattered snow showers. Low tonight, 20s, the high tomorrow, 30s. On Saturday, the lake snows work farther north, only to drop back south again Saturday night and Sunday. Weekend high temperatures, mid-20s to the middle 30s. All right, thank you, Kevin. Finally at 5. Amid the turmoil of the early 1970s, one calming influence that kept the country together was its favorite TV family, The Waltons. The show about a large family struggling through the Depression and World War II in rural Virginia debuted in 1972. Tonight, surviving cast members are reuniting at the Hollywood Museum to meet with fans and showcase the show's legacy. Michael Learned, who played matriarch Olivia Walton, says the cast that America watched grow up before their eyes was as tight-knit as a real family, minus the baggage, she says. George H.W. Bush once said he wished American families were a lot more like the Waltons and a lot less like the Simpsons. Learned, now 83 and still acting, says families over the years have told her the program helped them get through difficult drama. She says they tuned in because it made them feel good. Everybody quiet down now and get some sleep. Night, everybody. Night, Mama. That's the world we live in for Thursday, November 17th, 2022. Thank you again for joining us. Let's be careful out there. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.